Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. These guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of the How About Them Celtics podcast. Sam and I are here recording on Tuesday, December 6th, and we are joined by Evan Valenti of the Celtics Beat podcast. And as I told him before we started, the most fashionable person we've probably ever had on the Doesn't show. Doesn't take so much. Doesn't take much. <laughs> Very true. Considering my entire... <laughs> Jack and I both in white, plain shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a, just a gray hoodie on. That's about it. But, you know, hey. Well, considering my entire wardrobe comes from Target... Um, I'm not really <laughs> one just, to talk. Shame in that. You can put together <laughs> but, uh, some good stuff from Target, man. You just got to have the right mind. Exactly. I, I'm a good fellow guy. I don't know if you've, you've seen the brand, but that's essentially where all of my clothes come from. It's very comfy, which that's is what the it's idea. Important. As long as you're comfortable. With, my only advice to guys is always wear whatever you wear confidently, okay? Because mm-hmm. if you don't wear something confidently, uh, you're not going to look – people aren't going to look at you the same way. Like if you – if you wear something and you don't feel comfortable in it, it'll show. And like, but if like I have several outrageous things that are just like the most obnoxious, uh, I have a red sequin like dinner jacket, and like I wear <laughs> that, like I look like the man. And <laughs> carry yourself that way, people. Like it's actually a, a big winner, but you have to carry yourself that, like, oh my god, like I look, I look so good in this, and you have to exude that confidence. That's a big thing. I love it. I love it. I'll tell you, I have these like powder blue joggers that are oh, like yeah. dress pants, mm-hmm. and I I am not confident in them. I feel oh, like I'm playing for the 1980s Kansas should, City Royals. You should definitely, yeah, you should definitely be confident in that because that's a look from the 80s Royals, and that's cool. Totally fun. You just have to wear it like these are badass, and like if you're wearing a white T-shirt, like just wear a white, a nice white T-shirt and like those and like white shoes. See I'll tell you what, the best piece of clothing I own that is something I wear confidently, and it is the most outrageous, is a quarter zip fleece with Newman from Seinfeld on it. That's that's fantastic stuff. <laughs> like, first off, the quarter zip, the most versatile piece in a man's wardrobe right now, and it's got Newman on it. That's a great reference. Uh, oh, yeah. Can I ask how old you guys are? I'm 24. Jeez. I'm 23, almost you, 24. But is yeah. Seinfeld cool? Yeah, Seinfeld's cool. Jack's never seen Seinfeld, but Seinfeld's I haven't. Cool. But it, it's yeah, I've been Seinfeld. told ample times yeah. to watch. So yes. good, so <laughs> good. Uh, I'm glad that it's still living on. I always question whether if things that I thought think are cool or were cool when I, you know, are still cool. It's good to know that that's still cool. I'm great. What are some that you're on the fence about? We'll we'll try and tell you. Oh, I don't know. There's I'd have two to moderately really, cool guys. Yeah, I'd have to like really get the nitty gritty of things. Um. But like, there's like probably a bunch of music things that I could ask, but not off the top of my head, I couldn't name. It. It'd have to be something that okay, uh, you gave me some time to think about. But that's a great question. Gotcha. Well, maybe by the end of the show, you can, you can hit us with some some hard hitters. But uh, I started the show like that. Um, obviously, I see your suits on the timeline all the time. Just elite elite fashion sense. So there mm-hmm. is somebody on Twitter, Pete Rogers, who has oh, put together yeah. a thread. Uh, of designing a Celtics jersey every time the Celtics win 
so sick. Shout out Pete Rogers. Just Shout legends, out Pete, so. man. Hell yeah. If you're not following so, us on Twitter, get on it. It's great. You you need to. So I was hoping for those of you watching the YouTube channel, you'll be able to see them. And if you're watching or listening on podcast platforms, head on over to YouTube. You know, I'll, I'll describe plug. them. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll describe them. But um, I was hoping you could give us your thoughts on the jerseys and, you know, we could just discuss them and uh, we don't have to rank necessarily, but just oh, which yeah, ones we like. Yeah. All right, let me let me share it on the screen. Rogers hasn't real missed quick. yet. The, it, yes, no, I agree. Not hasn't missed yet. All right, here we go. All right, so one and zero, Celtics win. Classic. Uh, first one, diamonds on the side, green yeah. and gold, gold trim. You know, green Celtics jersey, normal, some cursive font. Again, hop on over to How About the Celtics podcast on YouTube, and you can see it. But uh, what what do you think, Evan? It's a classic look right here. I like this a lot. I mean, coming out of the gate from this, I think Pete understood the assignment of hey. I'm doing Celtics jerseys. There has to be a classic element to the C's jerseys. This is doing it for me. This is like a solid seven or eight out of ten. Could be could could be higher than that, depending how like how this goes. But that's a really good solid footing to start with, right there. That's great. Mm-hmm. Big I fan agree. of the gold text myself. Yeah, I've always been a sucker for the St. Patrick's Day jersey. They should just let Pete design the Celtics, I agree. Like, alternate jerseys at this point. Yes, this wholeheartedly agree because everything, just about everything they pump out is like. Garbage he's, to me. He's killing it. He's again <laughs> hasn't missed. All right. I like that exactly. one. All right. Two and oh, another Celtics jersey, all green with white lettering, and the, the eye in Celtics is lucky. It's I mean, I, I love this. Shamrocks on the side. I think it's great. I think it's a step back from his last one. It's a it's <laughs> really fine. it's fine for me. I mean, I just it's like kind of I hate I'm not trying to give Pete any. Can I swear in this podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I'm not trying to get any shit here. Um, I just think there are so many better ones okay. that I know of. I can't go too high with this. I just can't because I know mm-hmm. there's so much coming. Look, they wear the greens all the time. I don't like how they don't, they don't wear their home whites all the time, and it actually bothers me. Oh my god, I agree. This is Sam, that's a Sam this classic. Is, this is right church they for don't. the home whites. This is home whites church. Yeah, they don't they don't wear those nearly enough. They are so like, they're. A staple of NBA uniforms. Like, it doesn't get much more classic than that. I mean, the Lakers yellow, I guess. Um, and there are others. But, like, just the classic C's white jersey just does it for me every time. I feel like they've been better this year about it. I feel I like they, a lot. Keith Smith is another person that is is heavy yeah. on the home whites in the correct place. Yeah. Uh, train. I'm on the train. You're on the train. There are plenty Listen. of people around Twitter that are on the train. I feel like the voices are starting to be heard because yeah. I truly feel like when they're at home, they are mostly wearing I those like or the black ones. When they have those on, like I have no, no, I agree. No stats to back that up, but just they, they look better when they wear this year. They haven't lost. I don't think. <laughs> they lost I, I swear. I if, if Forsberg will tweet it out sometimes. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're undefeated yeah. this year. I love how Forsberg's the guy in charge of that too. It's good. <laughs> again, I think again, it's a good jersey, but like I yeah. And as I'm we go down the list, go I'm gonna have yeah, to yeah. take points off when it is a white jersey because I just think to myself, they're taken away from the greatest jersey in basketball. This is trying to be the Sonics a little bit, which I think is mm-hmm. great. So I'm I'm way high on this jersey. This is nice, and I like the, like the Gaelic font for the nine is nice, and the Shamrock's yeah. fine, bro. It's a, it's a uniform. Let's have fun with it. Of course, for, yeah. for those on audio platforms, it's a plain white jersey, uh, yellow and green trim with just a giant shamrock in the middle, uh, green with yellow trim, and then, like Evan said, a kind of a Gaelic font for the numbering. I, yeah. I don't mind it. I, I think it's, like you said, maybe just because of the levels Pete has gotten to, I, I think it's probably yeah. lower on the list. So, right? again, this is an important nod 
only because the Sonics are no longer a franchise. If the Sonics were yeah. involved, then yeah. we'd, have to, we'd have to move on from this one. But like, it's just keeping that alive for now. Mm-hmm. I hope that somebody buys a team in Seattle and they put the Sonics back there because it's a disgrace. I agree. I agree. All right. We'll move down to number four here. Uh, black jersey with green, gold, and a white stripe across the middle. In the middle is a... A uh, silhouette of Lucky with green numbering outlined uh, of black on the bottom. I think this is clean. I think it's yeah. very out there and different, which I, I think the Celtics need a little bit uh, sometimes, at least for the alternate, just a little bit. I do like this jersey. It just feels a little too boxy for me. Um, mm, the Bucks have a similar jersey. That being said, this jersey is a good one. Like I, Again, there aren't really misses. I have like minor critiques of Pete. <laughs> yes. Like, if they wore this one time, I would not be mad at them for wearing it. That's for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I guess the question, again, you'd have to have the trunks match and, like, have yeah. those colors over, like, the part just above the knee um, to really, like – because you go all black, you can – to make it work, I think, better. Um, if you did, like, any one of the other colors, like a brown, it looked very cheesy. The bottom has to match exactly, otherwise it's weird. But mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Again, just a little too, too uh, bucks for me. Bucks, yeah, I think it's That's cool just thing. because it's it's different enough and it's not overstepping its bounds and stepping on another jersey that they already. Have. I mean, I guess the black one, but I don't like think that's I'll an give heat a grade lower than a six. Like, yeah, no, they're all heat. Like, that's a sick jersey. If they wore it one time, I bet they sell a bunch of them. No question, hundred mm-hmm. percent. All right, fifth win of the season. We have this one. It's an all green jersey. Uh, the trim is little gold shamrocks along the trim. And then in the middle, it's effectively just the, the classic Celtics, uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day lettering, white outlines with yellow or sorry, gold, um, you know, font. I, I think it's clean. I, again, I, I like some of the previous ones, but this one's solid, too. I'm going nine here. This is good. This is nice. Oh, this is my favorite of the bunch. I like this a lot. Well, so like far. they should they should rock green a little more than they do, frankly. Yeah. Um. I mean, they are the Celtics, so let's get real. Uh, I, I think this is a cool way to do it. Maybe the Shamrock's not on the sleeve. I don't know. Maybe you could change that up a little bit. It's just a nice nod, I guess. But the coloration is freaking dead on. Yeah, I agree. I like this one. Again, my favorite of the bunch so far. There you go. All right, sixth one of the season. We got a Celtics jersey, more less Bucks green, more bright Celtics green, uh, white cursive letters with kind of like – I want to say it, it's kind of like that 70s show shadowing, but they're like different shades slightly of green underneath. Um, kind of green stripes on the side. Apologies to the audio listeners for how poorly this, be the, this is why you don't listen to this podcast on any audio platform. This should be your push. Like, if exactly, you, push, you should watch this. Jump to YouTube. I'm encouraging. How about will this be one of our clips, Jack, for this one? Yeah, uh, this will be its own clip video uh, yeah. for the jersey segment. It's got to be. But um, yeah, this this Celtics jersey, like I said, uh, white cursive font with kind of that shadowing in green underneath. I, I like this. I like this. This is eight or a nine. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's just clean. It's very, very clean. Exactly. Again, one of the things that you have to re- remember with the Celtics that clean is good. Um, it doesn't have like let the the brand sort of speak for itself in a way. And this is definitely mm-hmm. doing that. I, I hope somebody critiques what I'm saying, too, and like comes up with some. Plenty <laughs> like, sounds like he's too too pompous or some shit. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I I like this one. This is probably my favorite take on the Bill Russell edition so far that we've got mm-hmm. on this list. I know mm-hmm. he's done a couple that are similar to it, and I think they've all been upgrades. But this is my favorite of them so far. Can we talk about how she's thirty five is trending for a second? 
Yeah, I don't really know what that is. I was kind of scro- I was I was checking my trendings before we started here to make sure it wasn't anything odd. But is I, it I don't really know. Is it Hillary I don't know. Duff? Should, people should we click on it quick? Hillary Duff. What is this? She's thirty-five. Is trending. It is AOC. AOC. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, back to Celtics. I, I I went through my trending, like what's happening, to make sure it was safe. And then as soon as I started sharing my screen, I'm like, oh, that's I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, Celtics. Also, uh, it, it's great that the Celtics are the best team in the league too, because Pete gets so many chances. They're I mean, twenty and five. Yeah, right now. I honestly tweeted years. him a while back. I was like, dude, I hope you got fifty more in the chamber. <laughs> and I said that early on because it was like, damn, these guys are definitely. Like good at basketball, and I'm assuming at some point mm-hmm. we will talk about basketball. But uh, of course, of course, like <laughs> I had, I asked him. I was like, "Dude, you got to have at least 50 more to go." It's like this is, and then I, he might need you know 60 plus when we get done with this whole thing, and that's going to be crazy so. to come up with 60. Do we have He's an over under? The- you guys, you guys have a number. I think 58 is a good over under. And what was it before even, the season, Jack? Cause we talked about it and I was like over a million times over. Like, like I was, I was so confident in the team. And a half? I think 50 around that. Yeah. 53, 54. And, and even, they I think should be able to get 60. Low. Yeah. You, I think so. He's played goal. 25 games. That's about, let, let's just take like the first quarter of the season. They were like 17 and four. They should be able to win 60. They should. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. I would agree with that. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you go into the, the beginning of the year and you have Joe Mazzula has never coached an NBA game in his life, uh, like, you know, hard to, hard to say, yeah, that team's definitely going to hit 60 games or something. Like that's, hard. <laughs> that's hard to say. It's tough. All right. S- seventh win of the season. We'll move on here. Uh, this is going to be hard to describe uh, to the audio listeners. Again, I urge you to go over to YouTube. But it is a green jersey with sort of shamrock pinstripes uh, in a different uh, shade of green with kind of gaelic uh font and numbering slightly less than pastor looks like a medieval font it's clean yes that's a good way to describe it it, it. it looks like it. the regular away jersey just with medieval font but also those stripes right yeah. i think i'd like the other one better than this one mm-hmm. again these I are this is a solid like seven or eight out of ten for me mm-hmm. again i'm reserving the 10 for tens later there because there's some real creativity coming up Not i agree really. i agree i All like right. oh, oh this is i the next one is sick, but it has nothing to do with the Celtics. But it's just a sick. Yes. Yeah. I like this one, but it's too close to the regular away jersey for me to like. I mean, you, you just can't make that. Like, okay, it's too it's too close. I again, I like the previous one better, and I agree with that. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Right here, this is really it's a a Boston Globe inspired jerseys with the Boston Globe text numbering, and then one side of the jersey has a stripe going down of old newspaper clippings, which look to be Celtics headlines from years past. Like, I, I, I really like this jersey. It is, I will say, close to a ripoff of what the Clippers did a couple years ago, but I think this Celtics one that Pete has designed is better. Well, does the Clippers one have any relation to the LA Times or something? Yeah, it does. It's an LA Times was it LA Times or was it just supposed to be like That's like dope. Compton? <laughs> That's awesome. well, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's LA Times. Let me let me find it real quick. I'll uh We'll just do a quick if that's Google the here. Case, if that's the case, that's a LA. cool that's a cool nod, and I totally respect that. I didn't even realize that. LA Times Clippers jersey. Yeah. yeah so. LA Times Clippers jersey. All right. Uh, I believe. See, so he I went he went a little like, extra with it with the on the, the side newspaper like clipping, that. yeah. He mm-hmm. he did a better job. Pete. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I like this. 
I like this a lot. All right, ninth now, one of the season. Be, the question oh. would be: Is the Boston Globe logo more recognizable than the Clippers LA Times logo? And I, I guess I would say. So. I guess I would say that, but I'm we're all a little biased here. Biased. Yeah, live on this side of the uh, of the country. Yeah. But I would say, like right away, you know that's the script B from the Boston Globe, and I didn't know exactly right away that that's the LA. Obviously, yeah, yeah, that was the LA I Times. Agree. I just think the newspaper clippings is a, a, a nice extra touch. That yeah, it, it at least with. allows the connection to be made. Like, I just thought it was, all right, cool font on a Clippers jersey. Cool. This is mm-hmm. an obvious connection. Exactly. So exactly. I agree. Once again, Pete doesn't yeah. miss. No, he's a legend. All right, ninth one of the season. We have a all-black jersey, but faded into the black is the parquet from the Celtics. Uh, a different style of kind of cursive lettering. It is green lettering outlined in gold. Um, I think this is a better version of the gray parquet jerseys they did years ago. Um, just, yeah. I, I just think this looks, it pops better. Yeah, I would agree with that. The question is, is it better than the black alternate they wear? I'm not quite sure if we're there with that for this one. Yeah. But that's a good, yeah. good jersey. Again, if they wore it, I wouldn't be mad at it. It definitely mm-hmm. doesn't top the current black alternate now. Yeah, I yeah. think the green lettering is maybe not the, the greatest. Again, I'm not Pete. I love you to death, buddy. Like, this is just, we're really <laughs> nitpicking here. This is bullshit. Um, but I don't think the green does anything for me. If it were white, I think it might look better. But because mm-hmm. there's more contrast between the black and the white, uh, that's one of my biggest things. We're going to relate this to fashion for a second is try, gentlemen, try and find contrast in your outfits if you can, right? Okay. Like, uh, like it, it, as for a great example, let's say you wear like a light wash or summer wash like jean. So it's really like light blue. Wear a darker top and the dark and the light will balance very well. It doesn't have to always be super light all the time. Anyway. All right. That's good. There we go. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. Tenth one of the season. We have yes, a very. hundred. Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> a very yellow jersey Love it's it. effectively the same as the celtics alternates except instead of black it is yellow um the I, it's this different is, this it's is literally the, the home whites except you just made it yellow yes this is the biggest color in men's fashion for fall winter 22 gentlemen this exact right. color um again to the fashion world uh anybody that saw that buys stuff um and sells it uh as a retailer um, saw this color in pretty much everything, um, you know, uh, in terms of like pants, saw it in sweaters, I saw it in like uh, goose down, like vests and stuff, um, all that stuff. Uh, I that's a winner for me. This is the how about them Celtics jersey, it matches our it font. is, it, it does would, it match would be our perfect. color, <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure I yoinked this exact color code and used it for the, the podcast, so well, uh, I, I like it. It's different. I was gonna it, say. It, you know, they yoink from us and we yoink from them, but this isn't them. They did. This is Pete. <laughs> this is Pete. Pete did not. Uh, the Celtics yoinked our old podcast name, but that's a, a story we can tell. I don't remember if Pete does uh, a Boston Marathon jersey. That'd be a good one, though. That feels like the the, the follow-up to this. Mm-hmm. But, like, I agree. Uh, and I like the synergy there because I love that Sox jersey is, I think, awesome. And people hate mm-hmm. on it. I'm like – you guys are assholes. Like, it's clean. <laughs> like the Boston Marathon is a big part of like Boston's like kind of like you know history and and social mm-hmm. identity at this point. You know, like culturally. So I think you got to lean into that a little bit. I think it's cool that the Sox do it. Um, I think it's just fire. I love that combo. It always looks mm-hmm. good. Um, so I don't remember if he did one, but like if he doesn't do one, like Pete, do one of those. It looks sick. Yeah, that, that's a good next step. 
Uh, all right, eleventh jersey. Uh, I love this eleventh win of the season. It is an ode to the Zakem Bridge. You've got sort of crossing pinstripes in the style of the bridge. Uh, you got the white posts on the sideline uh, or the sideline on the the sides of the jersey. I, I really like this one. This is one of my favorites. This is cool. If you know, like the Zakem Bridge, often. I mean, if yeah, you don't yeah. know that bridge by now. Um, you haven't watched the Celtics game, like it's in every <laughs> promo. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm apologize. I have a piece of ice in my mouth. Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> but that is that is that is a sick jersey. I wonder if green's the best base color for that. Mm. I don't know, but it, you you can convince me it's not. But the concept it. of the jersey is fucking excuse me tight. I love no, that. No, no. <laughs> I think it's it really. I I think this is the best. To where they're not straying away from the traditional Celtics look, but they're doing enough to make it different. So that other one with the more medieval font that looks similar mm, was yeah. not enough, but this one has a, enough of a meaning to where yeah. I could legitimately see this being the jersey and people buying it. Yeah. I also think this would look really good on like on body. Like I like what the, happens the with the shorts though. <clears throat> the, yeah, that's that's something else you have to consider, I guess. But I, I like this one. White. I think you can figure it out. Not yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, what's what's cool in this jersey in the middle of July, like having a darty on like Bud Lights <laughs> jersey? Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Lots of sales. Like, this would get like, lots of sales. That's a vibe. <laughs> All right, twelfth one of the season uh, in the back half now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> very interesting. All white jersey, green and gold trim. I don't even know how to describe this font for Celtics. It's just yeah, different. I, don't, I, don't, I have never watched the show that much, but it feels very cheersy. I was about to say mm. the same thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it feels like a mm. cheersy type. Like I'm totally down for that too. Um, very cool. Not my favorite though. Mm. I like it. it. It's different enough where it's not like where, where it'll be like eye popping for the Celtics, but it's like, sure. it's, it. I don't know. It, it's good. It's clean. It's just, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a white seas jersey, so obviously I'm yes. a, at least a little bit. Yeah, we got like eight more to go here. Yeah, we gotta. They're <laughs> we'll so get good. These. We gotta write. They are good. Some of these. I'm enjoying this. All right, we'll get through 13. Yeah, uh, here oh, we go. see, there it is. There it is. Clean yeah. Boston Marathon good. jersey. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Very I sick. Think, I I don't know. If, I think you should just do the Boston yellow, but Boston white doesn't even look that bad. Mm. Um, it looks like a UCLA jersey. So you know the color scheme rocks. Like I think that's great. Uh, they should actually wear that. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm surprised they haven't cool. done that yet. They should. Yeah, Out of all the should. things they've done and tried to be different, I guess they really have tried not to stray away too much from the team that's, colors. That's, and... that's their issue, I think. I, I think they they're trying to stray away, but they're not committed enough to just go for it. Like the blue, well, like different teams have. Look at the garbage Miami wore the other night with their like <laughs> I know Zodiac killer jersey, whatever the hell. Yeah, that they went from the best jerseys to the worst, what and it the... wasn't all right away because they made the gradient ones in between. But mm. man, they have fallen off. It was the Miami Knights jersey, right? Where it was like mm. that, like. The Vice, yeah. Yeah, the Miami Vice jersey, right. That was like, that broke the cool. for a day. I was like, that is the coolest jersey I've seen mm-hmm. probably in my lifetime outside of yep. Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. And yes. um, the, what they tried out the other night, the Zodiac Killer jersey was like really bizarre. <laughs> <to me. laughs> this one it. puts that to shame, and they actually wore those. So, again, we know it's cool because UCLA rocks it. Um, it's a great connection to Boston. Um you know, I think that's awesome. I, they should definitely wear that. I would definitely buy that. 
Absolutely. Boston the question Marathon is jersey. whose number, like, who do you buy mm-hmm. with that jersey on? And that's a great question. Uh, that's a tough one. That's For tough sure. One. I, I like the seven. The seven looks good, but a zero would look pretty good as well. So 14th win of the season. We have a, a tan jersey. Beige. Like, beige. That's a better word. Taupe. Beige jersey, green trim with a with beige line in between. Cursive Celtics with a, a clover dot for the eye, shamrock I should say, and then just the normal numbering with green. This is clean. It's I think it's another simple but out there. Would look bad on people. Yes, <laughs> like, I don't think that would look cool <laughs> on. Uh, I think like if you wore that with like a different pair of like pants or something, it'd look cool. But in matching shorts, it'd look fucking weird i'm a, i mm-hmm. mean it's again it's fine you know again cool we're 14 and four here <laughs> they're not all gonna be heaters but like uh that's one of my least favorites of the bunch but again Ooh, i like this one tough i sign. think this really? is a cool take on the home whites yeah i i just i think the cream color beige cream 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 is the color but this color is not legal anymore they can't make these have you heard about this milwaukee no. milwaukee used to have jerseys this color and they can't make them or wear them anymore because of the ads they put on the court. It's too close to the color of the court. Oh, so, so oh. they can't. Pre- they would project the ads right on the jerseys. Well, this that is, makes this sense. Is the advertiser wants. <laughs> True. <laughs> Maybe it'll cover it. Um, all right, we'll move on to the fifteenth win of the season. Sick. Totally green jersey, jersey, green trim with just lucky on the front of it in all gold and the number Minimalist. kind of. Up top, I, I like this one. Yeah, it's it's yeah. nice. This is the best one with the logo on, like like with a big mm. fat logo in the middle. I think this yeah. is the best way to do it. <laughs> you don't need anything else. Yeah. You don't need anything. Yeah. Else. just have it be that. You're done. That's fine. <laughs> Very clean. Very clean. All right, we can move on. Sixteenth one of the season. Oh, I've never even seen this one. Green with white pinstripes, Celtics cursive in yellow with a white number, uh, yellow trim. I like this. I think it's this it's, it's is awesome. an Orlando Magic throwback, and I'm all about it. Oh, I love it that. is. I, You're right. I want them to do this so bad. This is like a, and even like a Houston Rockets, uh, like uh, Stevie Francis, like Steve, uh, Rockets team esque, like kind of pinstripe jersey. Mm-hmm. This is excellent. I would absolutely buy this. Hundred percent. It's nice. That's dope. I like it. I like I'm it. All right. I wonder if you could like actually like if Pete could open a shop. Where it was just like unique Celtics jerseys, could he actually survive doing that? Because that'd be actually shop. Because it's not the NBA would hate every moment of this, and they would, of course, obviously, you know, get a cut of this. But the idea being, could you make a shop of just like rogue at like independent artist created (laughs) NBA paraphernalia? Very niche, but like kind of cool, like kind of neat. Could you do? I agree. Like could. Jalen Brown's juice company. That's what I was going to say. Have a pop up like independent artist sees Jersey shop. There's probably somebody could probably do that and make a ton of money doing it. But obviously mm-hmm. none of them are in this episode. So <laughs> I think the Celtics should just hire Pete next year. Just hire moving forward. Well, like, no, they so should. You can't just do the, the C's stuff. You have to do everybody's. Cause like you can't have the C's put a beat down on like this and then have other people. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. They've been doing it for years. The exactly. They're doing old. it this year. <laughs> all right 17th one of the seat this is my favorite yeah this is it's, a it's, it's a home run and now there so are people cool. who got mad about this this is a absolute home run and they should absolutely make this choice. i this i'll describe it one, i think he's idiot. and again who went there's the, the hybrid hot the, the mind hype of like there's a couple of this version out there mm. somebody make the version of this it's all we're absolutely doing. this is a 
uh, a T-inspired jersey. It's got blue, red, orange, and green lines across the chest, and then they extend onto the side with Boston written vertically, but the T is circled like the the T logo. Um, this is the reason that I wanted to do this segment on the show. I'll yeah, put it that way. This, a, this is so clear. There was what's funny is he got it win number seventeen. So throwing out throwing mm-hmm. out heaters early. That's why I'm curious where this goes. Exactly, I agree. Do you think this might look better in black? No, I, no. I, see, I think they could get away with doing what Miami did. They put out the white version of this this year, and maybe it doesn't look as good in black, but they could probably just roll with it in black the next year. The colors don't pop off black like they do off white. So it's I more see what about, you're saying. It's more about the accent colors, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the T logo will be very interesting with a black background on this, but it's yep. really about the colors because the, the jersey is more about the four colors because they're the four colors of the four T lines. Yes. And they won't pop as much on a black background. It'll be harder mm-hmm. to detect that blue a little bit. It'll be harder to detect that green. The orange and the reds will pop more. But with the white as like what I call a palette cleanser, all of those mm-hmm. pop individually. So that's that's why like if you wear – again, we'll make this fashion related for a second. Like as a guy uh, going to a wedding and you have to wear some sort of like outfit, when you take like a blue suit and put a white shirt underneath it, you create what I call a palette cleanser. You can wear mm. anything in the middle of that, and it's really going to kind of pop. If you make it bright in, in like a fuchsia or something like that, it's going to pop more because you have that white background because mm. uh, it just everything pops off white. So that's why this jersey would be better than the black. Um, gotcha. but that's just a, a real quick aside. That's a sick jersey. I'd absolutely buy that. I actually think I would buy a Rondo in that and just be fine with it. Yeah. Like <laughs> See, this is- in there, that's sick. <laughs> This is why I wanted to do this segment with you. This is exactly the insight I was hoping to get. <laughs> That's the best one. I love so it. That's awesome. I agree. I remember that one. I that was like, Hell yeah. And then again, there was a whole, all this bullshit about, you know, whose is it really and and like whatever. I'll, one, somebody yeah, yeah. knows you from that and we'll be fine. I, I like Pete's version. and I'll, I'll give him the credit here. Um, all right. Three left. 18th one of the season. We have a green jersey with shamrocks all over it in a slightly different shade of green and then just kind of neon camo Celtics font. This looks like a camo jersey, maybe a little bit too much for me, but I still don't hate it. Feels like an Oregon Ducks or Baylor Bears ask a jersey, which I'm yeah. fine with for a night. Um, you know, I, I think it's actually not that bad. It's just like a little bit more electric in terms of the green. Um but the dark green underneath kind of offsets that. I think it's different. I think it's fine. It's it's better than some of the other ones on here, I think. And I think people might be surprised by that. This reminds cool. me of the Earth Day jersey or whatever it was they had a couple years ago with the when when the arenas were empty. Yeah. And this is better than that. Yeah. That that version of mm-hmm. this was horrible. At least this <laughs> has like shamrocks. Like you I can get behind this. Yeah. That was just them trying to like say. Hey, we tried to be different, but we were lazy about it. So here you go. Buy this. Give us money. But this one, yeah, this one, not bad. I, I think the shamrocks in the back is creative. I think the font, it, it's like not annoying green. It's not neon enough. It's just a lighter version of green, and the base is dark to where it mm-hmm. pops. That's what you're saying. It's in my head that you're probably gonna tag Pete Rogers in this in this fucking show. And he's gonna listen to oh. this. Again, Pete, one more time, buddy. Uh, these are all homers, and they and you've been batting a thousand. It's, Absolutely, it's just we have to pick favorites, and here we are. 
Absolutely. This is, I mean, at this point, this is half the show, but it's, it's worth it. Cause these are, these are, le- these, these next two, I think are, are really cool as well. I know Sam's not a Patriots guy, but an ode to the Patriots with the Celtics. Jersey. I'm fine with that. I like the crossover. I think it looks mm-hmm. a little too like, you know, Washington bullets, you know, Washington. Yeah. Blitz. But as a Pats like nod, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Is there a I think the other one's better. Is there I think the next one's better. Bruins? We'll, we'll just go right to Bruins. The yeah. 20th one so far is Bruins. Right. And this is, very cool. You yeah. pre- replace the B in the Bruins logo with a shamrock. Uh, I think this is clean. Like you said, with the um, the the gold shamrock, I think this is a nice centerpiece for a jersey. You don't really need much else. Yeah, I think this kind of rules. And I I don't I don't really care for the team crossovers as much, but I mm-hmm. do think this is cool. And people would buy the hell out of this too. Like yes. they would be like, take our oh. money. Oh my god, this would sell all. Of it. It would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, people yeah. like all the townies would wear this. They'd be like, yeah. Dude, I got both the teams on my shirt right now. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, hopefully we can have you on later in the season, maybe with win 40. We'll go over the next 20. But this is all we've got today. We're still going to talk plenty of Celtics, but this is the end of the Jersey segment. We went a half hour. Least. Yeah, a quick little half hour on the Jersey. Jack worked really hard on this background. We talked about it yesterday, and you just <laughs> like didn't have it for the whole half of the show. Hey, we had to talk jerseys. My, my favorite, we can go over favorites. I, I think the T was my favorite of the bunch so far. I like uh, the top three there, T jersey. There's a yellow-based C's jersey, and then the uh, – oh, yeah. I, I really do like the, the marathon jersey quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I like – I like the one with the big ass lucky in the middle. The the green the with the gold lucky. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Very cool. Uh, what else? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that one stands <laughs> right. out to me the most. <laughs> all right. Well, we can end the jerseys talk because I'm sure our audio listeners probably aren't a huge fan. But again, this is all the reason to go check out the YouTube. You can see if all the jerseys there. Audio, you're the best. Thank you. So exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm gonna make sure I don't butcher it. Follow Pete on Twitter. Pete M Rogers. R-O-G-E-R-S, um, legend. And he's putting out a New Jersey every time the Celtics win, which, like we've said, uh, is a lot this season. So let, let's yeah. just jump right into that. Um, Celtics just picked up a big win over the Toronto Raptors. They've won two in a row now, including their one uh, over the Nets. I, I have it here on my show sheet. I think the win against the Raptors is maybe their best win of the season. Uh, because not because they, I mean, the Hornets, obviously they blew out the Hornets, but this Raptors team is a playoff team. They were down, and yet in the second half, they turned the ball over two times. They completely turned the game around, and then they won by, what, like almost 10? Like Six. It, six. Okay, well, they played really well, and I think the way they turned it around shows their progression from early last season and how they've completely changed as a team. So I, I was very happy with this Raptors win. Evan, do you think this was the best one of the season, or do you, do you look well, at something else? I think we're all like kind of prisoner of the moment, so to speak, right? Because it just happened, sure. and... In Boston, <laughs> you know, look, they didn't have the I, – I don't get on the refs, like, too much because I think, you know, obviously it's easy to do. But, you know, the refs weren't spectacular in that, that Raptors game last night. Boston's down a couple <laughs> of guys. You know, yeah. like, it's easy to make that case um, considering, you know, how much they end up winning by. I mean, I would go to that Denver game that they won at home, 131 mm. to 112. I mean, that's against a team that's – you know, has aspirations to get to the Western Conference Finals. I'd say that's a pretty yeah. big win right there. I know it's at home, but still, that's that's pretty impressive. They went to Atlanta, beat the crap out of them, 126, 101. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good one. Um, it's, you know, the Dallas win, 125, 112. Didn't have to sweat out a Luka buzzer beater. That was awesome. 
Um, you know, smacking down Sacramento 122-104. I'm just trying to throw some others out there um, just because I feel like everybody's getting kind of prisoner of the moment here and forgetting about some mm-hmm. other things. Um, you know, they've had a lot of to, to, to brag about this season. There's no question about that. You know, the only, the only you know, blemishes they really have in the record are to Chicago um, for some ridiculous reason in regulation <laughs> than three losses in overtime. So it's not like these guys are – um, you know, going through some really tough times. Like, they've had a lot of good times. But I do think a lot of the things they showed last night were when a game's not going your way, how do you respond? And that third quarter was really something. I mean, it was, it was really something. I was yeah. I was going through uh, Timmy's highlights this morning. And shout out, Timmy. Hopefully he gets better um, mm-hmm. from the uh, from his, his, you know, his health troubles. Um, but, like, I was watching, I think it's smart hit a three on the left side, like, third quarter. And, and, and Scott just goes, uh-oh, like, uh-oh, here, here comes the avalanche. And, like, they just – they have these runs that are just unbelievable. They're so crippling. Um, and so if they are able to hang around in a game, uh, I would be terrified if I'm the other team. Like, you can't keep this team hanging around because one of these runs is coming and, like, you might not be able to come back from that because it could be 13-2, to it could be 21-4. to I mean, what do they do – Against Sacramento in the second, oh man, that run like forty-six to four or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, that was like the upper echelon of stuff like that. But this team, with the way they can put together an offense, um, just buries you quickly because you know what's scary to think about is the Rob factor, which I'm sure we'll maybe get into here. But like offensively, you know, there's going to be a time in the game where the Celtics just don't miss shots. Um, because of the quality of looks that they make and the quality of shooters they have around everybody, there's just going to be a time in the game when they don't miss shots, and you're going to have to hold on for dear life here. And oftentimes that stretches longer than a couple of minutes. It's like a whole quarter or where they scored what was 45 and a quarter and then 78 and a half against Charlotte. Like I know that's the <laughs> outlier, right? That's a ridiculous – but like that they have that in the in the in the golf bag, so to speak. Like they can they take that club out and just absolutely go crazy. So you can't be surprised when they do stuff like that. Um, that makes it very tough for an opposing team if like you're Toronto and you're up six to the half, and you're trying to feel good about yourself, but at the same time, Boston's like lurking there with with Cannon <laughs> Brown, who've been just absolutely ridiculous this season. And and everybody has just kind of like fallen right into place. It's been I mean, twenty and five. I mean, what, you know, yeah. like, like, what do you like? It almost feels like you're being obnoxious sometimes. And you're like, wow, this is like incredible stuff. But if you're nitpicking here, you're just kind of a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I did, a, I did a Twitter rant the other day about this. I was like, you guys weren't like in the trenches when Vitor Favarani was playing games. Like, you just, <laughs> like, you just not like Von Wafer was getting minutes. Like, you know, we didn't know what Courtney Lee would be. You know, like this is this is so unbelievably great. And again, at the end of the day, I don't know about where you guys sit, but it's just like, okay, just just get to May healthy and I'm good. Yeah. I just don't care what happens. I don't care what seed they are. Um, I would prefer obviously a lot of home court stuff, but like I just need this team one through eleven healthy, ready to go when the playoffs start. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm like a strict father when it comes to Celtics. <laughs> I really have high expectations, but seriously, you're right. Well, like, well, no, what's your biggest problem then? Like, let's go. Through I, I don't well, have. I don't have I'll, super big problems. That's one thing I will say. But I, I when they, I'll, I'll say this though, Sam. Last okay. year he came on the show and he goes, "The Celtics should start eight and zero. I don't. There, there's no reason I stand they, they by shouldn't that. win." <laughs> they, like, their schedule to start the season last year was not that bad. 
It was like Chicago a couple times, Charlotte a couple times. Like it was teams that they should have beat, and they started like three and five. Like they were two and five. Yeah, yeah that, that's bad. Like you jinxed them. But, but well, I I said this year they shouldn't <laughs> lose. Actually, I thought they'd lose on opening night this year. But um, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Anyway, I, sorry. I didn't mean I to cut seriously, you Seriously, I guess my biggest gripe is like I just feel like they're so good. Is like why are these games close sometimes like that? That's like the most thing. It's like, it's like a, like a, almost like a rich person problem. Like you have so much wealth. You don't know what to do with it. You're like, why, why is this game even close? Like this team's supposed to be so good, <laughs> but I will like be a prisoner of the moment because I do feel like these two wins were great. Like yeah. well, Brooklyn and Toronto, like those are two co- uh, conference, I guess conference, but also division rivals. You're on the road. Brooklyn was a team that was going to have a chip on their shoulder against you after you swept them in the playoffs. KD was on a heater going into that game. You pretty much pacified him. He still had upwards of 29 points. I think that was the line. But he wasn't taking over the game. He wasn't dominating you. And you won that game with your defense, and then you come out in Toronto and you win in a similar way where you haven't played great defense throughout the season. This is maybe not the best wins of the year, but it's something to be excited. It's something new to be excited about to me. Like, I love that they're getting back to like strapping teams up because that's what made them great last year. And you're not always going to be guaranteed to be scorcher from three. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I, I, they're just more talented than these teams though. Like, Oh yeah. I like, (laughs) I'm not trying to clown on the Raptors specifically, but (laughs) um, they just have better players than the Raptors do right now. And, (laughs) you know, I mean, they didn't have what three of their top six guys last night, and I'm including, you know, I guess three of top seven. Um, and they won a game on the road without those three guys. It's pretty like if you took the top three of everybody's top seven out, like they wouldn't win a lot of games like that. Um, yeah, yeah. This team is this team is unbelievable. So like, I you just can't have too many like they they turn the ball over too much is the only gripe, and they did that one. They've done it a few times, um, but like the game against Miami, the, the the two games and three nights against Miami. Like that's the only thing I'm really curious about. And that's the only thing I think at the end of the day that we have to really ask questions about is, you know, does Missoula make enough adjustments in the playoffs to, to get these guys through this thing? Because mm-hmm. like a guy like Spolstra, who is just amazing. Like, I, don't know, I don't know how he does it with the roster that he has currently. It's really, I agree. Really something else. Um, you know, can Missoula, scheme up some stuff to to go toe-to-toe with some guys like that because that's that's like the only thing that i really have questions on at this point because they're just mm-hmm. very balanced i mean i i posed this out the other day of you know who screws up the the triple crown of mvp doi you know eoi <laughs> uh and because it's just like everything is insane this whole team is insane to start and it's everything all together all at once right it's just like Mm-hmm. At some point, something, some bottom's going to drop out. But at the same time, like, no, it's not. It's just everything is Brad on down. My God, what a masterclass. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to just, just tag onto that Kings win because I forgot about that. That was a fantastic win. Yeah. That was the equivalent of at baseball games when they have like Mr. Freeze race people. Yeah. And they're like, okay, like, you go ahead, you go ahead. And then he just blows by him. So that game was closed and the Celtics were down through like th- two and a half quarters. And then they just were like, okay, yeah, we're going to score 40 points. The Kings are good at basketball and most runners that run against them are not good at running. That that's ball. very true. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the only difference there, but yeah, a good analogy. Yeah, for sure. But that was, people forget about that win. Like that was supposed to be 
this huge showdown between the top two offenses in Boston yeah. just clobbered them. Like, it was, like, I don't know if you guys have done the thing uh, where you listen to other teams' broadcasts. Uh, oh, no. But that's I haven't. Fun. That's fun to do, uh, especially when they're on a heater. It's real fun because it's just like like Joel Myers is the play-by-play guy for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I forget who he does games with, but they played the Pelicans. And, like, early on they're like, nine of their first 14 from three or whatever. And I think Joel Myers just goes like, well, they can't keep shooting like this. And then like fast forward <laughs> in the fourth quarter and the guy next to him is like, they're all open. Like they're all open shots. <laughs> it's like, it's fun to watch people's brains melt a little bit. And I don't want to get like too ahead of myself and be too obnoxious. Cause like, you gotta stay humble. You gotta stay, you know, gotta, of course. Stay, you gotta build sandcastles everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, Man, enjoy this too. Like, I don't think, I think some people are not enjoying this the way they should enjoy this. Like, did you guys listen in to Rosillo and Simmons today? No, I hadn't. No, they they talked about how, like, Tatum and Brown collectively, uh, it should be like the biggest storyline in the league right now because yeah. those two guys are averaging like basically it's like facing prime Kobe and Shaq every game. And mm-hmm. they, they score like 54.7 a game or some insane number. Like, yeah, enjoy that. And like the game last night, smart Jalen and Jason decided that game was over like in the third quarter. They were like, yeah, oh, this is it. And they, those three guys, I mean, they got a lot of contributions that night. Um, but like those three guys specifically were on another planet last night. They were so good. So, so, so good. Passing was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, shooting was off the charts. Uh, I mean, every Brown, no going. turnovers. Brown was, go. yeah. I mean, what a luxury, and 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 especially because people wanted to break them up just not that long ago. I never got that. And, no. and Jack, I was on here every every show, and I was like, these people are so stupid. Even when they were lo- when they lost that game to yeah. the Knicks, we came on here and the world was ending. But I was still like. People that say they can't win together, they've been to the conference finals twice and they should have won both times at that point. Like, well, I never understood that. I never understood it. They were not going to beat LeBron. That's all right. They should have. They were up three to two and they, <laughs> they were up early in the game six and they collapsed in the game seven. It was, I mean, listen, it's LeBron, it's LeBron, but you were still in position to win that. You should have beat Miami in the bubble. That team, again, Spolstra, but that team was not better than you. That team... <laughs> Last year should have taken. I mean, I'm gonna go on and on about it, but seriously, like those guys can play together. I don't know why it was a mystery to anybody. It was just, I mean, look at the team they had in that 20 mm-hmm. when it was like COVID riddled season. Like, look at it. Who, well, who yeah, was starting the playoffs? If you talk to Grant, we've had Grandy on a bunch, and he said this. He said this a lot that that was the best basketball of the Brad Stevens era was when they got Hayward back when he was healthy for the first bubble games. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the best they'd ever played. And then Hayward was never the same guy. I mean, he never was, but like he got hurt again. And it was just like, yeah. Not... And that, that was people crap on Hayward go. too. And like people, do people forget like he missed like a childbirth to play in the conference finals in the bubble. <laughs> that was like, a choice. He, he gave it, he, he gave it to the team. It was a choice. It was absolutely a choice. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't out. expect anyone to do that. that. And I'm like, King green glasses, out. like it do it all. Didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Everybody's better now. Yep. <laughs> Except for Hayward. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I have on my list here also, uh, I want to talk about Blake Griffin briefly because he's been 
pretty great when he started. He has started four games a season. I wrote about it for Celtics blog last night. Uh, and it just goes past the average. He's averaging like nine and five on like stupid shooting, like 75% shooting, 37 when he starts. Again, four games, tiny sample size, but just you, you can tell what he brings to the floor when he gets those starts. And that Raptors game, he played more minutes in that Raptors game than he ever did with the Nets, which is crazy, right? The last time he played uh, that many minutes was when he was a Detroit Piston in January of 2021. So like the fact that they found... Jeff Clark said it called it a football schedule, which is just exactly what it is. He plays once a week and it's, it's great for him. Like it's kind of like the perfect marriage. He's found a spot on the Celtics where he's amazing locker room presence. And then he can step in to the starting lineup when Horford needs a rest. Um, and he's been really good this year for the Celtics in his minutes. Yeah. Credit, credit to Missoula and to Blake, right. And to Brad and everybody being kind of on the same page in terms of what his role is going to be. Right. I mean, that's, a lot of it comes like, hey, man, like, we have a plan for you, right? The, I'm not quite sure what the pitch was, but it's like, here's our idea of how we want to use you. Yeah. And if you're Blake, you know, what What better opportunity did you have on your plate, right? Like, you could have gotten more minutes. Is that necessarily better for Blake at this point? I don't know. But Blake comes in – like. I'm not sure if Blake's thinking about the next check or not, just because he's already earned so much money at this point. It might not even be about that. It might just be about the chance to win a title, which he clearly has. Yeah. But if he's trying to get one more check, um, not the worst idea here to come in, look fresh when you do, hustle your ass off, um, do all the little things that people just don't want to do, like mm -hmm. offensive rebound opportunities. Um, you know, he's pretty good at making that stuff happen. He moves the ball very well. He can put the ball on the floor. He's good at taking charges. So he knows like where to be, when to be there. Like, so that's a plus, um, just gives great energy. And he's a great locker room guy. Like you have to have guys like that. Um, you have to have guys cause it's a long season. You have to have guys that break things up. And that's why, uh, not to make it a baseball thing, but like Kike Hernandez is yeah. a huge, 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 huge plus to any team that he's on. Um, I've known Kike since he was 18 or 17 when he just started into minor league baseball and he was a clubhouse guy back then. And like, he just has this personality of like, he's just going to make you laugh all the time. Like if you're having a bad day, like go see Kike. If you're having a bad day, like go see Blake. Blake will probably make you laugh like 16 times. He's, you can tell that when he succeeds, everybody loves it. I loved the alley-oop he had the other night and like Cab's face on the bench is like just out of control. Like Grant Williams, like walking into the tunnel, uh, the whole bench is like on the ground. Like it, that's, that's big time stuff. And you gotta have a group like that to win. Like, I don't know if people understand that, like the camaraderie thing, unless you have like LeBron, um, <laughs> it's huge. That's why Steph is such a big, big winner because Steph is like the greatest teammate in NBA history. He's the easiest guy to get along with. Oh yeah. By the way, he's the greatest shooter ever in the history of <laughs> basketball. And he can get to the like paint whenever he wants. And he's super unselfish. Like he's just awesome. You have to have that vibe And Boston's vibe right now is off the charts. I mean, it's yeah. off the charts when you have guys coming in, like Luke Cornett impacting basketball games and Peyton Pritchard coming in and impacting basketball games and Blake Griffin, like guys that, don't play and don't have a regular schedule can come in and impact winning. You have a huge advantage 
because that uh, allows you to what Brad says uh, to shake the snow globe, so to speak. At any point in the game, you can flip the energy. And they and Boston has talked about this a lot with Peyton Pritchard. When Peyton comes into a game, the energy will change. And having guys like that as your 10th, 11th pieces, phenomenal. And what they're doing with Blake is revolutionary. I think people latched onto that today. I, I forget who talked about it today. I think it might have been like uh, Jared Dubin maybe latched onto that today. Hmm. Um, how like the way Boston's using Blake could change the way people see guys like Blake, mm-hmm. you know, later in their careers. Like, you know, theoretically, could Joe Johnson come in and give him like 15 minutes a night when they want to give Jalen or Jason a night off? I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a soccer-like usage of a player. Like, right. like mm-hmm. when teams like the Premier League or whatever, they have rotations, like they're playing games sometimes twice a week in different competitions. You'll see guys just straight up like, not play, not play, not play, and be a rotation piece. That's what Blake's been, and he's been so great at it. Like you said, Jack, the stats in his starts are worlds better than when he was playing stint minutes off the bench. Like, mm-hmm. he believes in himself. He can still give it to you, maybe just not every night. This may be the perfect role for somebody like that because, I mean, he had big plays in Toronto. He had that huge dunk. He had the big great. tip in at the end of the game. He can still play. And he's busting his ass out there, like you said, Evan. Like, he's hustling after every play. He's getting offensive rebounds like crazy. He wants to be out there. He's playing hard for these guys, and they all trust him, and they like him. It's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great to see him finally back into a place where he can play the way, excuse me, that he knows he can. Because, like, it feels like in Brooklyn they gave him that chance when he first signed with Detroit. But then towards the end of his first full season there, which was last year, he just like he fell out of the rotation completely. And then obviously when we saw him come into the playoffs against the Celtics, he was great. Like that, I think scary. that like, yeah, like exactly like first time he had played in a little while. And then he just kind of popped off for a bunch of threes, was hustling his ass off, like you said. Uh, and maybe that's what Brad Stevens saw. Maybe you saw him come in against the Celtics in the playoffs and be like, hmm, maybe they've got something here. Uh, and when Rob went down and when, you know, Cornette sprained his ankle and they really needed an extra big man on the roster, thought of Blake. Uh, and it's been a perfect marriage so far. It's been a really good uh, role for him. Well, you think about uh, the way that he plays basketball, like for offensively, like that's exactly how this, like people want to throw, yeah. like, hey, what's Rob going to look like? I don't know, kind of like Blake, but way more athletic and <laughs> and like not shooting threes, but like that doesn't matter. Like that's mm-hmm. a, the 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 big passing on this team is outrageous when you think Ridiculous. about Horford, Rob, Grant, Blake, and Cornette. Like mm-hmm. all those guys can kind of pass, and that's a big advantage to have because you know your center is just not a rock out there and just setting screens <laughs> into the basket. Like they're they're more versatile than that. Um, and that's when you have different, like different guys that can do different things at that position. Like that's a huge advantage. I mean, there's just not that many good serviceable big men anymore in the, in the game. Like, you know, there's Jokic and, and bead and whatever you want to call Giannis. Like there's a, there's like a few weird guys, but like most guys are just like pick and dive guys and rebound guys. Like so, so what you're saying is the Celtics bigs are not Tristan Thompson. That that's no. effectively <laughs> Tristan can set screens though. That guy can set some he screens. Could. But that he yeah, we're, we're we're far from that. Far <laughs> Which from is great. That. Which is a much needed commodity that has elevated the Celtics thing. But uh, you mentioned Robert Williams, and we, we can talk about this and then get you out of here. The the jerseys really took up 30 minutes, which was I, I mean, I loved every second, but uh 
Mixed Robert stick. Williams. Exactly. Exactly. A nice, nice switch up for the show. But Robert Williams set to come back sometime soon. They haven't really given a firm date. Uh, Woj mentioned Christmas uh, as a potential date. I've kept on looking at the first home game back from this road trip. I feel like that'd be the perfect time to bring him back. If he really is ramped up uh, to the point where he can be ready. Um, I, I don't think bringing him out on the road makes much sense just because they, they've got like a seven game homestand, six game homestand when they get back up this road trip. I feel like that would just be the, the best time to bring him back. It would make the most sense, but there have been some concerns, you know, like you said, he could take on a Blake role in the offense, but he can't shoot threes. And everybody in the Celtics rotation right now can shoot threes, which is what's giving them this huge boost outside of maybe Cornette, which again, we had Bobby Manning on uh, last episode and he talked about how Rob could play similar role to Cornette, except just better because he's Rob. Um, he should improve the defense, but what are you looking for when Rob comes back? Um, another thing we've talked about is will he start or not? Just like, what are your thoughts on, thoughts on Rob's uh, imminent return? Uh, just looking for the athleticism, really. Um, it's going to take time for him to get back into playing shape, both like from a conditioning standpoint and then like from a offensive and defensive flow standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to take a while. Uh, I've been just like just keep icing him up as yeah. long as he possibly can until he like everybody's a hundred percent sure on where he is. Um, because they've got this 12 and f- this 20 and five start and like, there's no need to rush Rob back at this point. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I'm looking for the athleticism because that's how he changes games. Like he is a menace with a lot of stuff. Uh, his length is a problem for a lot of people. His height naturally is going to be a problem. His offensive IQ with the passing and the slipping and all that stuff. But Rob is a game record because of his, because of his, his athleticism, right? Like he's can jump out of the gym, his lateral quickness, his lateral speed. Like that's all the stuff that makes Rob special. So that's the first thing you got to look for. Now that's probably not going to be there right away. If it is like Rob's just a freak, but <laughs> like, that's what makes them even like way more dangerous is you're going to add a guy to this group. That's the most athletic guy of the bunch. Which yeah. is a yeah. weird thing to say. Um, he might be the best defender on the team mm-hmm. also weird to say considering smart just one defensive player of the year and Taylor's <laughs> been so good defensively Ridiculous. they might be adding a guy that's better than both of those guys they're going to add a, a legitimate lob threat um which makes this team even funnier to watch in the half court <laughs> um, that's such a great adjective for that like their half court offense is already an incredible it's comical. Legit, like seventy percent from the field lob threat guy is going to be even funnier to watch. Um, like, yeah, like this is a this is a huge deal right here. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of just like don't do anything super brash until everybody's on board. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people are even because like people are lagging behind on like how good Tatum and Brown have been. This is gonna. This might actually just. And I hate. Ugh, I hate that we sound so pompous. It's the worst. <laughs> um, but this like legitimately might just break everything. Like, okay, let's yeah. go back to Miami, right? <laughs> the two Miami games. Uh, how many points did Bam have in those games? He had, I think, thirty-two and twenty-eight. Yeah, he, he like averaged that. like thirty, <clears throat> almost yeah. thirty. He's been okay. great. So, mm-hmm. why was he great in those games? Because they didn't have Rob Williams, and when they have Rob Williams, that's a way different game. Because Rob mm-hmm. is the guy that can hang with Bam on these screens. And when Bam crashes in the basket, Rob is like, hey, I'm also right here. And get that shit out of here. 
Um, that that's so. There's how you break Miami, who's had a, a one of the five wins against you. Uh, you go back to those Bulls series, uh, the Bulls games, right? The Bulls did a great job of getting on the glass on both ends to limit Boston's chances to one and done and to get extra chance opportunities into their end. That's how they really killed Boston. I mean, obviously, DeRozan was incredible, mm-hmm. and Sumu had a couple of great shots. Um, I remember, I think uh, Patrick Williams had a game where he couldn't miss. Like, Kobe White had a couple of sh- like, But, like, the reason why I lost the game is because Vucevic was a beast, and he killed mm-hmm. him on both ends. So you're going to add Rob to that. So you could go back to all of their five wins and be like, if you put Rob Williams in there, I bet you it goes different. And you could, I mean, again, it's such a ridiculous case, but you can make the case that Boston could be 30 and 0 or whatever um, with a healthy Rob <laughs> Williams. That's what they're adding the potential to be like unbelievable. Like, this is a team last season that went on a run that for like, what, three months, four months, that was like just the best team in the league by a mile. Yeah. I remember we were They're like probably, 37 and nine or something stupid. Yeah. We were talking with, I think it was Gorman. They played the jazz on the road. Um, and they just, the game was over after like, not even the first half, but it was like <laughs> over. I remember being like, that's the best half of basketball I've ever seen. And I remember asking Mike uh, Gorman, I'm like, I said the best half of basketball I've ever seen. He goes, you know, it's probably very close. And then like the crazy thing was, the half they had against Charlotte might be the best half of basketball. <laughs> like for Crazy. real, like that True. might be the best. That actually might be. And they it. weren't healthy. And yeah. Al Horford yeah. didn't play. Yeah. Like that might be the best half I've ever seen from the team. So like this team is 20 and five. They have Rob Williams coming back. And then like the one thing that nobody's talking about, because there's been no need to talk about it. The C's have two TPEs that are just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. We don't have to talk about that. No, but you know how many like, times we talked about TPEs? No, but they can go out. There's still room to add. I don't even to know add. what you add. Like, what do you add to this team? I don't even know. Barring injury, probably nothing. They yeah. should pay. They should pay us, and we'll just sit there. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what they do. They have they they have ways to get better. There's like mm-hmm. no question. Maybe they should use it to to bring in uh, a Griffin like guy at a different position. Maybe that's the move. That, that could be a good point. I don't know who. It would I mean. Be. But I've just, looked just at like seeing how they use Blake. It, it actually, makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say Stanley Johnson. I would like to come off, but he's a free agent right now, so they could just sign him whenever they wanted because he was Justin good. Justin Jackson spot on the bench is like the only spot. Exactly. There's not a yeah. legitimate NBA player there, and I'm not. I'm not <laughs> exactly. here to hate on Justin Jackson, man. Like, of course, shots at Justin Jackson, that. shots at Pete Rogers, uh, hostile. <laughs> but like again, go through the roster and name a hole, and they have. Unbelievable guard depth, wing depth is probably, but like, I mean, I don't think Gallo plays, but I'm a little shocked he's where he is in his rehab right yeah. now. Like, I'm not, like I don't, I don't expect him to come back, but at the same time, I didn't think he'd be doing all the stuff he's doing right now. So, exactly, exactly. I mean, like the only hole you can point to is, you know, maybe they don't have enough big men, and then they have an all defensive caliber big man who hasn't played a game this season, and Robert Williams. Like, like, like it's, it's kind of smaller. In the league, yeah. it's trending smaller. Like does exactly. that even matter? Like they have enough guys. I don't know. It's ridiculous that they're a uh, what was it, Sam? That you said it's a um, something of wealth, like a, a like a it's just like a, like a surplus of wealth. wealth. Like they yeah, just yeah. have like it's they, ridiculous. They they have fu money, like pretty much like <laughs> that, that's what they have. But to piggyback on the Rob argument, the Bam 
point in that is so accurate. In the playoffs last year, Bam dominated, I want to say, in game one when Rob didn't play. Yeah. And he had like 30 points, and then Rob came back, and he didn't have like another good game until Rob sat. Game three, Rob didn't play, and he had 30. And then every game Rob played in, he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> what killed him in the bubble? Bam, yeah, bam, bam. In the bubble. And Rob, they Rob wasn't ready. High pick and roll with Jimmy and Bam had no mm-hmm. chance. They had yeah. no idea how to. De- they couldn't defend it. So they had Rob and problem solved. And then think about this: Mario Smart's nasty now, and he's averaging like seven plus assists now, and he's not throwing lobs to anybody. Marcus Smart throughout his career has been a great lob passer. Just look at how we had chemistry with Horford his first stint here. Tice he would throw lobs to. Even Rob last season. I mean, just think of the potential for him to play make with, with Rob back. Just are going up. I mean, yeah. uh, Jalen had a lob to Luke Cornett the other night for crying out loud. <laughs> Cornett's good. He He's like Cornette's he's good. like Rob, but like awkward, you know, <laughs> and, and not as athletic. But he's tall enough to make up for it, and he's kind of funny. Yeah, I agree. I just, you know. What a surplus of wealth here. It's crazy. It's like, I don't know. I try to, again, I'm trying to stay humble about it. Uh, <laughs> it's hard, though. This, this Milwaukee game is going to be like, so Boston, yeah. Yeah, let's just get at least a little current here uh, for the audience that has bared with us here. Um, <laughs> a lot of big games coming up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, it, we're taping on Tuesday. So Phoenix is tomorrow night in Phoenix and at Golden State, then at Clippers, at Lakers. However you feel about all of those four teams, those are four like pretty big games, right? Depending yep. what yeah. LA team you get in the Clippers. I don't know if Kawhi or whoever are going to play. But you're going to get Phoenix, Golden State, LA, LA. Now, Orlando sucks, and we know that, and that's great. Um, <laughs> and the Pacers have been good. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a fun one to watch. And they play this dog shit Minnesota team. <laughs> Um, that yeah. trade their whole future for a guy that's a role player. What do you think of Gobert? But before we move on, just because this has been—I'm sorry to interrupt—because this has been a a a, con, a contentious issue in the past between the two of us. What is what's is Gobert good? Is that the I just think he sucks. Like I don't think well, I don't think he sucks. I don't think he's and I understand why Utah had to pay him a max deal, but paying that guy the money he makes is asinine, and then trading your whole future for him is even <laughs> yeah, more no, asinine. A, yeah, I mean, independently of those things, he's a good basketball player, but he's way overvalued in a few different ways. Like, <laughs> is he a role player? Yeah, a good one though. All a right. really good one. Like he's not yeah, a superstar. I, I agree with he's that. Paid and traded like it, but yeah, no, he's not a. He's not a superstar, and as much as Andy Bailey wants him to be, he's not. But he's a very good player, and if you have the right team around him, I'm sure you can win a lot of basketball games. Minnesota doesn't. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. They absolutely don't. They don't have the wing defense to help him. The problem mm-hmm. is every team that's ever had Rudy Gobert has just been so dog shit on the wings <laughs> defensively. They're just hoping that Rudy bails them all out, and they do. Imagine if Rudy played defense on the C's team with, like, Smart, Brogdon, oh, yeah. Brown, Grant, like, all these defenders that can, like, stay in front of their guy and, and like, <laughs> like, like I do feel bad for Rudy in that, in that way. He hasn't played with a point guard. That's like looking for him ever. So, um, you know, I get his frustration about a lot of stuff, uh, but he's not, he doesn't, he gets way too much money. Um, but Sorry, anyway, so you have Minnesota, the 23rd, and then the Milwaukee game on Christmas day is like, obviously just a giant, absolute enormous game. Um, that I can't wait to watch. So there's some like, mm-hmm. if the C's walk out of here, let's see here. There's one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 
if they're like 30 and six in their next 10 games or something, like, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Holy like harp on the two losses. That's how you do it. Yeah, exactly. If they're, if it's, they're it's 29 and six. Like we're just going to sit here and be like, what? I mean, I, I <laughs> that's why you got to let like these, some of these games play out a little bit. And again, at Phoenix, at Golden State, those will be tough. Uh, Milwaukee at home will be hard, but like, dang, this is awesome. This is, this is <laughs> awesome. And enjoy it. Cause like the Hayward season, the first season went over in five minutes. Enjoy every yeah. Yeah. of this stuff. This is amazing stuff. I, I look forward to watching this team every night. I like, mm-hmm. if you, and it doesn't always work out this way. It doesn't always work out this way. I just, the people that complain as we maybe wrap up here, like the yeah. people that complain about this team, you just please get a hobby. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's well, the, pa- the Patriots aren't good this year, so they have they have to do something. Exactly. Yeah. Those are the people complaining, or the people that like mainly follow the Patriots, and they come around like after the traditionally after the Super Bowl would be over for the Patriots, and then they start paying attention. Now they this is the full time thing, and they're they're not mm-hmm. used to it yet. Yeah, this is this is, and then the Bruins too. Like I'm not a huge Bruins guy, but they're beating the shit out of everybody too. So I <laughs> yeah. mean, like uh i'll i'll catch up in the playoffs i'll be i'll be right there but uh mm-hmm. like the c's team every night is appointment television That's, it's just like the wealth of of guys it's just hilarious and my 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 uh early inclination is like the key parts of this team know this is special like malcolm brogdon being like the grass is not always greener guys by the way yeah Eric white could probably do the same thing. Al Horford, obviously, probably echoing the same thing. Blake Griffin, like having those guys, like guys, like this is you got to keep this group together as long as possible. It's probably a really good thing because it's a good point. You know, mm-hmm. the idea is to be Golden State, right? To be the decade run of dominance, and yeah. they're clearly. I'm not trying to like. It's within range here that they could have a run that lasts a long time. They should. Go correctly. Here I am, the disciplinary father. It's like, they, they should do that. They should. Those are my expectations. Well, they've done that. They're certainly right? set up for it. Haven't they done that? Like, they're kind of ahead of schedule. Yeah. They're up there. I mean, they missed the playoffs like once since 2008. One time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's so stupid. And, you know, they're, again, it's just a, a good organization all the way top to the bottom. You know what they're doing. Uh, just trust in the process. And it's so funny that the, the Sixers coined that because Boston <laughs> did it way better than they did. Well, Anthony Davis's dad says they're mean. So. Well, dude, <laughs> Danny was freaking cutthroat, man. That is a cutthroat dude. And you, <laughs> you need well, that. Poor Rudy away. Yeah, you also need someone like Brad who understands um, what the team really needs and, like, kind of. Yeah. My question to this team and this particular i want to know what mike zarin's role is mm. i feel like zarin's got a bigger job than i think people know um, yeah and uh i keep tweeting at him hoping that someday he'll tweet at me because i'm just like trying <laughs> to be a mike zarin fan uh but i gotta assume he's got a lot to do with what's going on and brad mm. obviously having an eye for i mean geez guy put together uh some runs that were pretty unbelievable at the time considering the rosters. And then mm-hmm. uh, to, to do what he's done as an executive is like even more impressive than what he did as a coach. Yeah. Like this team's perfect right now. And it's I, I thought he should have won 
executive of the year last year, or at least been higher in the in the rankings. But this year, last year. Yes, Grizzlies. Bro, Watson. Oh, Grizzlies. I think it was Grizzlies too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. makes sure, sense. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, after what the Celtics are doing this year, obviously only twenty-five games in, but like Brogdon addition, hard to argue. Finding Hauser, you know, bringing in Blake in this role, like, come on, hard to argue right now. Exactly. Hard to argue. Exactly. And like you said, that triple threat MVP, Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year, it's looking pretty, uh, pretty pristine right now. For the Celtics, yeah. it's uh, Tatum is going to be the one that that's going to be the hardest one, and I, I and yeah. then somebody somebody has to figure out if the interim coach can still win Coach of the Year because I don't know if that's possible. I think they name him full time head coach on the second to last day of the season so he can get it, so he can get the award, accept his reward. We, uh, I gotta be honest, I don't know what it would take at this point for Joe to lose his job next year. I don't, I don't think there's any chance. There's no. I don't chance. know what it would take because he's been ridiculous. Like this is ridiculous, and Will Hardy too. Jeez. Talent right on that bench, unbelievable. <laughs> makes you think. I've seen plenty of tweets saying it makes you think how much Udoka had to do with it, and <laughs> which I don't know. But that thought just popped into my head. Now wasn't exactly. even on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, he made him tougher. I think he did. Which I is, did love uh, that. I mean, I, I loved how he just like kind of wrangle him up and be like, "All right, <laughs> stop the, being the a bunch York, of bitches," the and then they'd go out and play better. Next, like in December, was the weirdest press conference I've ever seen. I've never seen a weirder. He routinely ran his the team over with the bus and like backed it up and ran him over again. And I'm like, who, I'm like, who does this help? Like, does anybody in the club, like anybody in that locker room, love this? Like, this is. Like, what do you want me to do? Call plays? Like, you're like, yeah, man, you're the coach. Like, what the fuck is this? I was like, what is this? What is this press conference? And then from then they just went and just murdered everybody. And I was like, I don't know what he did. I don't know what happened. So what it is? Totally works. Totally works. Awesome. You know what it is. It's like you you're like in class and you're like you have a class clown and then a sub comes in for a day and just rags on the class clown. He just, you know, kicks his ass and then you go back to the normal teacher. It's like Brad, eBay for one year, then Joe. And they're like, nope, we love you, Joe. Thank you for everything. We don't we don't want to go back to what we just dealt with. Uh, and I mean, hey, the, the results are showing like like we talked about the Raptors game. If they never had Ime, they don't win that game, right? Like, and I, I'm not here to give Ime credit. I think he needs to not come back, and I, I'm happy with Joe. But, like, that toughness that he brought them, I'm not convinced they win that Raptors game, that Nets game, the Pelicans game earlier this year. Like, they're winning tough games that they hadn't won um, outside of. Like, even last season, the huge stretch they went on, they were just blowing teams out. Like, there weren't many close games. Yeah, so it, it's nice to know to, that they can win those now. They were hard to evaluate last year because they were blowing everybody out. Oh. And they've they've kind of done that a lot this year too, but they've got sprinkling some close wins in there too. But uh, they're quiet yeah. quitting. They they don't do any overtime though. <laughs> Anything anytime you ask them to do more than their job, more than forty eight, they win. Well, I mean, you know, have they, are they zero three in overtime? Yep, they haven't won. Yeah. That Miami <laughs> one was tough. I thought was. we were going to make that three, and I was like, oh, that's fate right there. <laughs> yeah, that's fate. I, well, that's fate. See you later. I thought he made the heave. I thought he made yeah, the heave, the heave the regulation. <laughs> I thought I was convinced. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Jimmy Butler's ridiculous. Like, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler plays like like me on the street for 43 minutes. In the last five minutes, he's he's gonna come <laughs> in and make every shot. Jimmy's a badass. Yeah. I can't can't quit that guy. That guy rocks. He's sick. I don't know why people I mean, I know he's hard to deal with, but man, that guy guy's tough. He's a winner. Nah, I mean, a lot <laughs> of rats on the Miami team. He's not one of them. Lowry, <laughs> sure. 
Hero, sure. Bam setting his illegal screens, sure. Not Jimmy Butler. I mean, that guy's just a dog. Yeah. Uh, it's just what he is. I love the rats comparison. That got me. That's um, not mine. That's that's my buddy Matt's, but <laughs> I, I'm carrying it over. He's fantastic. I enjoyed it. I also, this is random totally. We can wrap up here. Sam, you used the word pacified earlier in the show, and I was so shocked Did I? that kind of word. I wrote it on the show sheet. I'm like, what is this guy coming What was I here? talking about? Uh, you're talking about how the Celtics pacified Durant in the Nets. They game. did. They, like, they slowed him down. That's a good word. There you go. Um, writing more, you know, you get you get the synonyms going, right? You go Google exactly. synonyms for whatever it is you're writing about. You have 30 points in the game, but all right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. But anyways, uh, we can wrap there. We appreciate you joining us. Um, like I said earlier, jerseys took up a lot more than I thought it would, but I thought it was fun. I'm glad. You go through you know, 20. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I wrap my head around how long it would take to do 20 jerseys, but it was fun. It'll be a video itself. But uh, yeah, Evan Valenti uh celtics beat podcast i always ask our guests to say their twitter and where to find them because i always mess it up so if you wouldn't mind <laughs> my name it's at e-v-a-n-v-a-l-e-n-t-i if you're uh listening it's just my name it's really simple bingo and it's on the screen if you are on youtube which obviously you, you should be at this point so head on over to youtube uh we appreciate you tuning in and as usual i'll let sam wrap up the show yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching if you're watching you got the full experience today you're on youtube whether you're on guy boston or the How About Them Celtics pod. That's where you should be. Jack will tell you. He loves to tell you to go over there instead. Um, make sure you subscribe. Leave a like, comment. We've, we've gotten good interaction in the videos lately, so that's pretty good. Um, if you're on the streaming services listening, make sure you follow us. Leave a nice review, whatever you do there. Uh, you'll get all the latest pods. If Jack does tweet the pods, which he has been consistently great at after not doing it for a very long all right, time. All right, all right, give me, Give me some credit. Come on. Jack now in his prime. Uh, they will be at the How About Them C's Twitter handle. That is on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. That's where you can find us at How About Them C's on the screen. If you want more of Jack at Jack's Moan NBA, he's doing all kinds of work there. Celtics blog, heavy, you name it, he's writing. And if you want more of me, I do less than Jack, but I still do stuff at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Taco, come on. Taco's having some fun here.